are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM and Guelph Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Jonah, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hey, y'all, what is happening with all of you guys out there? I mean, as um, always, I'm just so happy to be here today in the studio with y'all because there's so many hot topics to discuss today on the show and i'm so excited to get started with those we have so many headlines to go through we have a great fight card for this upcoming weekend to break down between the one and only jacare sosa and jack hermanson so um i believe this particular ufc fight card is going to be happening in sunrise florida and yeah man we're going to be breaking it down today on the show what else um, is happening in the world of combat sports? Well, um, we had a great fight card uh, for both the UFC and a great top-ranked boxing card happening over this past weekend, um, the Easter weekend. And it had its own excitement and disappointments, you could say. So depending on how much time we're going to have for this week's ep- episode, we're going to be briefly talking about those today as well. And what else, man? So let's talk about ourselves. So if you tune into our episode last week, I told you guys that uh, I'm pretty sure that a lot of university students out there are finishing up with exams. But right now, I am 100% sure that everybody out there is actually done with exams. So if you are a student and still in Guelph, I just want to say this to you, man. Congratulations to all of you guys out there because we've accomplished something important and another semester is done and for most another whole year is done. So that is a great accomplishment. And yes, go home, celebrate um, however you want it. I don't know, like go to a club or I don't know, watch some fights, however you want to celebrate it, please do. And honestly, you deserve the reward that you give yourself. I don't know, whatever you want to do, like get some sleep in. Um, I don't know, go to the gym, whatever you have to do to, to just reward yourself after full four, like four full months of hard work. You deserve it. Just go home, celebrate. You really do deserve it. And for me, man, I actually finished exams last Monday. But it feels like it was two months ago because this whole for this whole um, week and a half almost, I've been doing nothing and it feels so good. Like, how could you possibly say that doing nothing ever felt so good? But honestly, it really does. And I've been like taking care of myself, taking care of my sleep routine and whatnot. And it's the best thing in the world. Oh, my God. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there can really do it can really actually relate and it's honestly amazing. If, if you do get enough sleep, 
um, you just feel so much healthier and your skin looks so much better. <laughs> and overall, like everything, like life is just so much better when you get more than enough sleep. So that's what's been happening with me. And, you know, sometimes you just got to do something that doesn't require any brain power or like physical power. I mean, of course, I've been hitting the gym. So I, I keep fit physically and all that. But also for my mind, like I've been reading a lot. And also I've been watching a lot of <laughs> reality shows, which is good because I feel like by watching reality shows, you just pretty much take your brain out of your skull and just suspend it for at least for like 40 minutes or something so you don't really think about anything around you and you're just sort of so in the moment and all the drama that happens in reality shows and all that man i used to think that reality shows would like make you you know not so smart and it's not the best thing to do in the world and it will be a waste of time but man no honestly if you have done so much hard work you do deserve at least an episode or two <laughs> of some good and juicy reality show. So, yeah. And especially if, you, if you're if you into sports and reality shows, uh, I would definitely recommend The Ultimate Fighter, uh, which is almost like um, American Idol, but for fighting, because you get an audition for fighting and you get chosen by your um, coach, who is a well-known fighter, and you get to fight for a ufc contract so that's like the ultimate prize and yeah i believe there's so many seasons out so if you're into that type of stuff definitely do uh, watch it uh, it's really exciting i'm not sure if there is a current season going on right now i doubt it because i thought that they were stopping the ultimate fighter because they were so busy with um, other things happening in the ufc uh, but yeah, there's so many previous seasons, um, it's still available on UFC Fight Pass. So like I said, if you're into that type of stuff, definitely go and watch it. There's, uh, fighting, there's action, and there's also a lot of drama. So yeah, yeah, definitely do, uh, uh, watch it. It's really, really exciting. And like I said, sometimes you just need that, um, moment of not really thinking about the things that are that are happening around you in reality and just watch reality shows man yeah yeah that's the type of life that i'm about right now until in a couple of weeks when the summer semester starts yeah so you gotta do what you gotta do but yeah man enough of that so um actually i'm not sure if i mentioned this already for this week's episode like i said we're going to be having um discussions about some of the updates news updates that are um being discussed currently discussed in the world of combat sports and also um there is a fight card happening this upcoming weekend between jacare sosa uh, it's actually headlined by jacare sosa and jack hermanson it is a middleweight bout so that's gonna be exciting we're gonna be breaking it down on the show today and yeah that's pretty much what we have lined up for today so now without further ado let's get started okay now, before we get started, I just want to uh, point out to a topic that really, really did touch my heart, and I was really saddened by the news. So, um, rest in peace to former UFC fighter uh, Rodrigo de Lima. 
Now, Rodrigo de Lima, he was a UFC fighter fighting out of Brazil. And what happened with Rodrigo de Lima, unfortunately, uh, was that he was um, driving in an Uber car. And unfortunately, some some things went down. There was an altercation. And um, Rodrigo got into a huge argument with the Uber driver. And uh, because he was so upset, he got out of the car he uh, he was just minding his own business, and then out of nowhere, the the Uber driver just ran him over, and unfortunately, he passed away. So uh, we're dedicating this episode to Rodrigo de Lima. May you rest in peace, my friend, and um, thank you for um, fighting in the UFC. And you're you're a true warrior, man. So this one's for you. All right. So uh, like I said, we have so many news updates to talk about. So many things that uh, when I first um, came across, I was actually shocked and my, 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 my mouth just dropped. So the first one that I really want to talk about is um, the news that I read about Tri- Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, who you guys do remember because we've discussed them many, many times on the show. Um, he's a very well-known uh, boxer. He was a former, he was, yeah, he was a champion until his very last fight who he had against um canelo alvarez because canelo uh, excuse me triple g he was a champion at the middleweight division he was holding so many belts at that weight division and he i don't think he um he actually even had a loss at the at the time in his professional career and for the longest time he was just mauling over opponents one after another until the time came where he had to fight Canelo Alvarez from Mexico. And uh, this fight, uh, this was actually the second fight that the two guys had because the first fight that they had, I believe it was in September 2017. And the fight went to a draw um, according to the judge's decision. Although many people argued that the fight could have actually um, gone to Triple G meaning that Triple G should have won that fight completely because it wasn't even that close for the fight to be legitimately being scored to a draw. And I definitely do agree with that. But then when the second fight came about, um, things were actually a bit different because I felt like Canelo Alvarez had gotten so much stronger while Triple G, like he was pretty much doing the same thing that he was doing in the first fight. Um except that it just felt like Canelo Alvarez was getting on top of him and was doing things a bit just slightly better than him um, in that in that fight. And so when the fight ended, the fight went to Canelo Alvarez uh, through unanimous decision, I believe it was. Yeah, overall, it, it might have been unanimous or majority decision, but overall, Canelo Alvarez won that fight. And so, yes, Triple G lost all of the titles that he had at the time. And yes, it was a really tough loss on his professional record, especially because it was coming from um, someone like Canelo Alvarez. Because Triple G genuinely thought that he was going to defeat Canelo. He thought that he had every single weapon um, needed to completely and dominantly defeat Canelo Alvarez. But unfortunately, that did not happen. And what the news is right now is that Triple G 
has announced that he is first of all okay i'm not sure if we've actually announced this on the show but triple g is going to have a brand new fight very soon and no it is not going to be against canelo alvarez it's not going to be a third fight against uh, canelo alvarez it's actually going to be sort of like a warm-up and a comeback fight for triple g um, against a, a guy who we haven't really heard about and I'm not going to discuss it right now as we're approaching that that fight date we're going to be obviously breaking it down but just for now just know that Triple G is going to be having a fight soon but the thing is Triple G has officially put out an annu- announcement and statement saying that he wants to split from his current trainer Abel Sanchez now let me tell you this Triple G all of the titles that he has been um, able to, to obtain and gain for the past 10 years, it's been through the, the, the training that he has been getting at Abel Sanchez's gym. So Triple G, originally he's from um, Kazakhstan. And um, not saying that he wasn't successful when he was fighting in Europe and Kazakhstan, but things really took a big turn for him when he moved to the U.S. and he started training with Abel Sanchez. So a lot of people are saying, you know, without Abel Sanchez, you're probably not going to have the same Triple G. Because if it weren't because of Abel Sanchez, Triple G probably wouldn't have been the, the place that he is, the position that he is right now in the world of boxing. So... The fact that Triple G has said that he wants to split from Abel Sanchez and go um, his own way is kind of disappointing, especially because allegedly things did not uh, end on a good note between these two guys because Triple G had said that, okay, I want to train with this other trainer. I want to experiment a bit more. I want to try different camps and whatnot. And Abel Sanchez, um, unfortunately, um, this is really heartbreaking, but he took things personally and he's thinking that Triple G doesn't really like him. And uh, maybe he thinks that Triple G thinks that maybe it was because of Abel Sanchez that he lost that fight to Canelo Alvarez and whatnot so Abel Sanchez is actually taking things uh, pretty pretty seriously impersonally and he's saying that um there was a there was a conflict of interest and um that he's not really okay he said a lot of things that I'm not going to discuss right now but bottom line paraphrasing what he said in his official statement Abel Sanchez said that he he's just really disappointed with the decision that Triple G has made and that overall he's just not happy which, like I said, is is really um, bad. And it, it honestly does suck, like I said, because for the past 10 years, Triple G has been training with the legendary trainer, Abel Sanchez. And now this is all um, it has come down to. And it's really disappointing. But Triple G has said that it's, it's all for the best and that uh, this is going to truly help him hopefully gain new skills and gain new um, tactics in a way for for his um, upcoming fight. And honestly, my opinion on this is that, I mean, uh, yes, sometimes you do have to stay loyal to your to your coaches and your um, camps, like your your um, original gyms. But at the same time, as as an athlete, all you have to do is to keep moving forward and to keep growing. And sometimes, I mean, like I said, loyalty is important, but at the same time, you have to think about your own growth and what it takes for you to to get to the top, what sort of steps you have to take 
to get you to the top and um, what sort of sacrifices you have to make to get to the top. I mean, yes, it is. It should. I mean, I can only imagine how hard it is for Triple G to to um, um, to separate from Abel Sanchez and his camp. But he got to do what he got to do, man. Um, maybe he was thinking that things were just getting a bit repetitive and that he was sort of stuck at the same level and he just wanted to grow more and um, step out of his comfort zone and try new things. And I really wish that Abel Sanchez was more open-minded to this and not really, you know, taking it personally to himself. So that's just what, I, what I'm thinking. And I wish, I mean, Abel Sanchez, not saying that he's a bad trainer or anything. Obviously, he's a legendary trainer. And anybody who's been training with Abel Sanchez, they've all reached the top, if not the championship level. So I, I, I was just thinking that Abel Sanchez should have opened his mind a bit more and um, looked at this from a different angle and not really... Um, you know, like I said, take it personally. Like it, it's something that people have to do and it's not it's not on you. Yeah, so that's my opinion on this. And I hope they really do resolve their differences because it's, I mean, it's a shame. Like I, I love both guys and I just wish that it, it wouldn't have ended in this way. So there's that. And man, there's another issue that I want to talk about. So recently... So moving on from the world of boxing for now, um, recently in the world of MMA, there's been a lot of um, uh, uh, cases of athletes testing positive for various substances in their in their blood samples by the United States Anti-Doping Agency, USADA. And when the when you read the names of the people who have um, actually tested positive for substances, you will get really, really shocked because you wouldn't even think that these people would actually dope, you know, quote unquote dope to get to the level that they are right now. For example, people like Sean O'Malley or the former, uh, f- uh, not the featherweight, but the flyweight champion, f- uh, women's f- flyweight champion, Nicole Montano. So uh, specifically in the samples of these people, some trace um, substances, uh, like uh, banned substances have actually been found in the samples of these people which is really surprising. But the thing is, what they're finding is not like EPO or something that you would intentionally take. It is something that um, would be found in your in your in your blood sample when you take a contaminated substance like it doesn't have to be a banned substance. Say you want to take a protein powder or creatine for for muscle growth and it's totally legal but the thing is the 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 source that you get it from they uh, intentionally or unintentionally contaminated with other substances and those contaminated substances right the things that are unintentionally added to the supplements those are the things that you usually tend to test positive for for example a very common substance that they do tend to find in these people's um, samples is a substance called osterine which i wasn't really familiar with and i wasn't really sure that it would be consistent considered a um, performance enhancing substance because um, although it is a selective androgen receptor modulator, which you would think that it would help you like, I don't know, gain muscle and like um, boost your uh, uh, um, like sensitivity to testosterone in your body. 
it actually doesn't. I did some research and it's not a very potent um, um, androgenic substance. It's just something that it's just there, you know, it's just like a residue, you could say, and it doesn't really help with um, uh, enhancing your performance. So the fact that people are actually getting suspensions for trace amounts of osterine being found in their blood, and although USADA, the United States Anti-Doping Agency, knows that these people are not taking osterine intentionally and it's only because they're taking contaminated substances i mean it really sucks that these people are getting like two years of suspension just for contamination of their of their supplements and it really does suck and i wish there was a there was a way for usada to actually figure out that these people weren't intentionally doping because this is a huge setback especially if you're young and you're being set back for like two years it, it really honestly sucks and I wish they wouldn't do that. And I know I, I'm a huge um, advocate for keeping the sport clean through blood tests and whatnot. And I really do respect that. But sometimes USADA just does uh, honestly stupid things because the things that you need, you need to be preventing from happening, some of them do go on unnoticed because some people microdose. I'm not going to name names, but there there are some cases of people still out there, I know, intentionally doing doing doping, right? And they do not get caught because they're saying that, oh, this person, it, 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 we, we're only fighting this substance in their blood because it's just the metabolite that is being pulsatively released uh, from, from their body tissues and whatnot, and they haven't recently taken drugs or whatever. No there seems to be for some reason a double standard here because the people who haven't even taken the supplements like the banned substances are being banned for two years while the people who are actually microdosing still get a way out and still get a way to fight in the organization man that is messed up and i know what i know usada's purpose here is to is to make this sport so much cleaner and to give everybody a fair chance in fighting i totally get it but usada needs to really reevaluate their their um ways and um there shouldn't be a double standard and um, they need to treat everybody fairly and they need to honestly use their common sense sometimes so that's my opinion on this and I know it might sound a bit harsh, but I mean, it is what it is. And I'm pretty sure um, a lo I'm not the only person who thinks this way um, because it's just not fair, especially if you're getting that much suspension for just a contamination. It it's honestly just really, really stupid. So I'm just going to leave it there because right now I really want to break down the fight between Jacare Sosa and Jack Hermanson. Finally, yes. So um, this fight is going to be happening in Florida, obviously. So the main event of the evening is going to be between um, one of my all-time fighters, all-time favorite fighters, rather, <laughs> Jacare Sosa. Um, there's something about Jacare that I really, really do admire, and maybe it's because uh, of his phenomenal submission skills. And um, I know I've said this multiple times on the show, but Jacare in Portuguese means alligator. And the reason why he's called the alligator is because when he takes you to the ground, there is no way on earth that you're going to escape back up because he literally grabs your neck 
and chokes you out like an alligator, just crushes you <laughs> and submits you like an alligator. So Jacare Sosa is going to be fighting off against Jack Hermanson, aka the Joker. Now Jack Hermanson, he's actually a very interesting fella because he's just getting to the top and um um, there, it hasn't been a long time ever since he made his UFC debut, but all of the performances that he has had in the UFC, they've been really, really darn whew, um, impressive because he is the type of guy that would be so explosive in a fight. You know, he would actually fight smart, but also he would throw so many power shots, but he knows when to throw them. Right. So uh, if that didn't make sense, all, all I'm trying to say is that he has a really high fighting IQ and he knows when to throw what with what exact power. And um, his timing is perfect. His accuracy is perfect. And overall, uh, although, like I said, he hasn't really fought in the UFC for for that long, but he is one tough fella to watch out for. So in this case, I'm actually worried about Jacare Sosa because um, we've seen Jacare unfortunately get knocked out in some of his fights that he has lost recently, which really does concern me because uh, Jacques, <laughs> Jack Hermanson, um, he is actually the type of guy to knock you out. So in this particular case, it's totally logical and sensible to say that if Jack Hermanson wants to win this fight, he needs to take the fight to a full-on striking mode. Um, because of the fact that he is so good in striking and uh, he has everything in his striking skills that um, he, he, he needs to have in order to be successful in this fight. Like I said, he has the accuracy, he has the power, and he knows when to throw what. So if he um, abides by all of those things and he keeps all those things in mind while he's fighting Jacare Sosa, then there's a really high chance that he's actually going to be knocking out Jacare Sosa. And obviously it will make sense for Jacare, who I said is very good on the ground and his submission skills are just out of this world. It will totally make sense for him to take Jack Hermanson to the ground and try to neutralize his, uh, his striking skills that way. But again, still, while he's, t even if he's taking him to the ground, he still needs to be um, really careful because even... Um, even though Jacare might be on top of Jack Hermanson, he, there's a still a high chance that Jack Hermanson is still going to throw um, punches from down under. Um, although it's really rare for a fighter to do that because when you get mounted um, in a fight, especially on the ground, all you want to think about is how to get out of that position. But for someone like Jack Hermanson, who is such a good striker and who can actually detect when to throw what and really knows the opening like he sees the openings well um it, it's still pretty dangerous for Jacare um to to be even in that mounted position so he, at all times I would say Jacare Sosa needs to be careful um and he needs to really watch out for everything that Jack Hermanson is going to throw towards him so, um, like I said, Jacare Sosa really needs to utilize his um, submission skills, if possible, mostly keep the fights on the ground, but at the same time, be careful. And for Jack Hermanson, like I said, possibly knock out uh, Jacare Sosa. Although it's kind of sad to say, but um, uh, man, Jack Hermanson is the, is the guy. 
Like, he is the guy to get to the top and potentially even fight for the title. That's how good the guy really is. And if he actually does get through Jacare Sosa, then there's a really high chance that he's going to be fighting um, potentially uh, for the title in the next two fights. I guarantee you that because that's how good of a fighter Jack Hermanson is. And shout out to Jacare Sosa, man. Like I said, although um, it might not be his time anymore. And I told you guys I love Jacare Sosa, but at the same time, I'm I'm still rooting for him. I like him. Um, I'm I'm just uh, wishing both guys all the best because this fight is going to be one tough fight to watch and it's going to be really really entertaining. I guarantee you that. And man, that is not the only exciting fight that is going to be happening on this um, fight card. There's actually so many other more, but unfortunately, we're not gonna have enough time to talk about them all. Um, the former football player Greg Hardy is going to be fighting at the Coleman event. What else? Oh, um, the Brazilian cowboy Alex Oliveira is going to be fighting off against Mike Perry, which is going to be really, really exciting. We have uh, Brazil's own Glover Teixeira fighting. Ooh, we have also another guy from Brazil, John Lineker, fighting on this fight card. And overall, it's going to be a very, very exciting fight card. So like I said, definitely do try to catch up with this fight card on Saturday, April 29th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Man, it's going to be really exciting. I'm personally really looking forward to this fight card. And man, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Oh, man, unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You already know, man. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you already know. Make sure you go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl, Jenna, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.